Welcome to the Classic Car Corner Podcast. We are proudly sponsored by GD Herring, Classic Car Insurers, providing a range of insurance solutions for your business, your life, and your home. Contact them at gdherring.com for a customized quote. In addition to insurance, GD Herring provides classic car appraisal and pre-purchase inspection services. If you're interested in collecting and investing in classic cars, check out my new book, Drop Throttle Oversteer, now available at Amazon and paperback. I'm Jason Painter, and co-hosting today is John Lockhart and Eric Benzel, and today's special guest is Anessa Moore. Anessa is a classic car enthusiast and enjoys hunting on eBay for classic cars and nostalgic classic car literature, and even parts like hood ornaments, grills, and hubcaps. Anessa has her very own YouTube channel called One Busy RN, where she helps explain the pros and know-how of effectively doing commerce on eBay. That being said, Anessa, uh, start us off with your YouTube channel and uh, certainly lead us into the eBay buying and selling. Well, hey guys, thanks for having me today. You are glad to have you here. This is going to be very fun. Um, I am a registered nurse after 20 years and decided I needed to do a little something more fun. So I do have a little YouTube channel, but I do need a new editor. My husband's been a little busy with Mm -hmm. his real job. So if anyone would like to help me, kind of fun. (laughs) So my channel is One Busy RN. Mm -hmm. Basically, just talks about the little fun, vintage, fun things I find, classic car things auctions whatever i think someone would enjoy purchasing and sending it all over the world so well talking about your experience with with ebay mm-hmm. um how what was it what, that got you into ebay uh what was it uh, we were cleaning out the garage and realized you know what we could probably get some money selling our stuff ebay sells a lot of stuff let's sell some stuff on ebay how did that how did that all get started yeah um gosh it's probably been 10 years ago my husband's always liked to have his hand in the cookie jar making more money besides working for humana so <clears throat> sorry so we um he started doing things finding things to sell mm-hmm. i started helping him he started developing com- um, relationships with people overseas and would sell large quantities of clothes things mm-hmm. like that so that's ventured on to he started working with amazon I started yard selling, finding things. Oh, someone like this. This is really neat. Amazon doesn't take that. So I started doing my own little side gig. So oh, to speak. cool. And I guess uh, let's let's talk about this real quick here because this is a Class Car Corner podcast. And let's, get, let's, let's talk real quick about your first car. A 1981 Grand Marquis. No, Grand Prix. Sorry. Grand Prix. Sorry, Pontiac. Grand Prix. Yes. yes. There you go. I used to drive an 86 Grand Marquis for mm-hmm. my parents, so I get wow, confused a little nice. bit. <laughs> We've all driven land yachts. Very cool. Absolutely. Yep, mm-hmm. that's right. That's right. So the, so the 81 Grand, Grand Prix, uh, two-door or four-door? Two-door, uh, you know, two, okay. I guess. I think all Grand Prix's back then were two-doors. Am I correct? Don't Only know. you would know no, that I, answer yeah, to that I'm question, thinking Jason. Mo- most I of the Grand Prix's I think she I knows how many doors were on her car. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so having two doors, was it difficult to get into the back seat? I don't know. I was never in the back seat. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> My God. Yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> so the first set of car parts that you did on eBay, what got you to that? Um, was it buying, finding something on there for somebody that was looking for some car parts? Or was it knowing somebody? Or it's just, how, how does that kind of get to get to that? So you go yard selling enough, you find things in people's garages that they no longer want, mm-hmm. and they just want you to take it. So then you look at it, and you're like, bet somebody needs this because i love vintagey things so uh, let me jump in here real quick so with 
fun things at yard sales, mm-hmm. like for cars and like grills and mm-hmm. hood ornaments and things like that. Is there a big market on that on eBay? Because there's so many like car clubs that you've that you can get onto and look for certain parts, mm-hmm. like for Mercury's or Oldsmobiles. Um, I don't know if that uh, if the I'm kind of stuck for lack of a better term, but is eBay a good source to go for things like that, or should people kind of go towards the the car club page? You can do both, but with eBay, you can make an offer. Gotcha. So if you see something you like, you can make an offer. If they don't want to take it, then you can go to the car club, or you know, it's just whatever works for you. There's more than one place to do things, and you can make sometimes better deals. Mm. Which is a good good question here is when you said make offer so mm-hmm. when you have an item for sale is it best to start the bidding high or low depends on what you're selling okay so in your experience with some of the car parts that you've sold um you know perhaps uh, old owner's manuals or mm-hmm. some of the the uh, 1981 pontiac grand prix hubcaps that you may have had laying around in the garage there is a market for that stuff mm-hmm. so uh if you sold that kind of stuff, would you end up starting at low or high? Or what What gets the bidder, I would assume, if you start at low, it kind of gains some traction? Is that how that works? What you have to do is you have to look and see what your competitors are selling for. So there are completed auctions, completed listings. So unfortunately, just like buying a house, if your neighbor sells a house for a certain amount of money, more than likely the person that's buying that wants that same price. Well, if there's not any on there and you're the only one that has one item, you can name your price. So I find personally, it depends on what you're selling to the audience that you need as to what you're going to sell it for. If you're not in a hurry, you want to hold out, you make more money. If you're trying to turn over inventory, if you have a lot of things in your garage or your basement, and you need more mm-hmm. room to put more fun things in there. You just want to move it. So it depends mm-hmm. on if you're trying to make a profit versus gets your money back. Gotcha. How does the reserve, how does that work on there? Because I see reserve, met, not met. Explain how that, what, what's that all about? So it, it's different for selling cars because eBay takes a 10% final value fee. So what they're going to have you do is pick a package based on what you want to do, as in a reserve, um, starting an auction at a certain amount, they're going to charge you X amount of dollars. So mm-hmm. it kind of depends on if you're wanting, once again, to buy another car. You know, oh, just that, small things, like just like parts and bits okay. and pieces. So is a reserve, how do you know, what, if, I'm a, if I'm going out and I'm searching mm-hmm. for that grill that John's looking for, and I type it in, and so it, it, I'm going to look at it, type in my item, grill for this, and then it'll bring down, here's the options. And I come to uh, your page, and I'm like, you got it. And I put my bid in, but it says reserve not met. That's what I'm wondering. Out. So when I'm putting the bid in, how do we know when it gets to that point or a lot of times they don't advertise they don't you don't put what the reserve is because you don't want people to know you want to people get that frenzy for buying so let's say i put a, a reserve in for fifty dollars i start the auction let's say at 19.99 if 14 people bid on it and it still only goes to 27 dollars, it's not going to sell okay so that's your what the minimum that you're going to mm-hmm. accept for that item gotcha yes okay and hopefully it goes higher um but the auctions a lot of people like to do auctions. That's more about volume. Mm-hmm. I'm more about selling and making more money at one time. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably have less um, items, 
but I want to make a bigger profit. Right. Okay. So it, everyone's different. I don't enjoy auctions so much unless I find something that I've known that I look and research and it has tripled what I thought it would do. So oh, then you automatically cool. start with what they, I kind of look at what they started with, mm-hmm. go from there. So, okay. so what is your, what is your best selling items Well, that sells the most that it's not hard to sell? Um, I like, you know, there's really, I like things that aren't on, aren't, are not on eBay. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of hard to judge. Um, I like just love vintage classic things. I'm not like an Amazon person. I'm not going to have 16 right. items and send it. So it just kind of, it just really depends. Well, if you go to your, your YouTube page, you can see there's some very interesting things. That, like I saw this little, little strainer. <clears throat> so like look like little scissors with a strainer on it. Very bad. Mm-hmm. And so you find all kinds of interesting little things that mm-hmm. are just unique mm-hmm. from car parts to um, little uh, antique strainer pieces. It's it's a hodgepodge of everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you go and it's kind of like when you pick it up and you go, oh, I remember my grandma had one of those. That's great. It's a very nostalgic feeling, which is what I like. So. I help with auctions also, and we do not or auctions, but yard sales, estate mm-hmm. sales. And my girlfriend had license plates from 1912 or 1914 oh, wow. that they found in an attic. So things like that, you have to have the right buyer. Mm-hmm. Those bring joy to me, but I don't know how much they're worth. I probably wouldn't spend what some people would spend on them. But so it just kind of depends on. Right. So when you get that, when you get that feeling, you're like, oh, that's, so if you get that kind of, oh, that's neat. Yeah. That's when the little light goes off. Like, well, if I think it's neat, I guarantee someone else thinks that's neat too. And that's really fun because when you see something, people look at you and go, oh God, why would you spend a quarter on that? And I'm like, yes, (laughs) There you go. You know, if I get it for a quarter and I sell it for 50 bucks, I'm going to be very happy with that margin. So that's cool. Well, for example, uh, I've, I've helped, you've helped me with the headlight tester I've got yes. for sale. So there's no limit of time. It's just mm-hmm. when it sells, it sells. And um, I, so when it does sell, just out of curiosity, because I've only bought things from eBay and, and to be truthful, I haven't done any eBay or PayPal commerce with them. Mm-hmm. I've done this guy's in my radius of going to look at the car. And so if I get there, I've used eBay as the search engine for, I've never paid. Are there any good tips out there for the car parts that you're selling or even maybe a car at some point that you could give a potential seller as far as, um, you know, when, when, when you go to pay for it, mm-hmm. is it PayPal? Mm-hmm. Is it a safe commerce or are there any tricks to the trade? That kind of stuff. eBay requires PayPal. They didn't right. used to, I think, 20 years ago. They, they. You have to you have could, a PayPal account. Well, gotcha. because they also want to take money out. So okay. they used to double dip. Well, I won't say double dip, but PayPal used to own, I mean, be owned by eBay. Okay. So you would sell an item. You, you would start an item. eBay would take X amount of dollars out, and then they had to pay through PayPal, and they would take more money out. So they used to work. Sorry. They used to work. To talk with my hands. In case no one <laughs> That's can cool. Okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, they used to to have access to both of those well they've changed it recently now they only do paypal um they discourage you they will find you they keep track of their emails if you make any side deals outside to where you're trying to save on your fees Mm -hmm. so paypal is maybe mastercard they kind of finance some things you can do but paypal is the only thing that i take 
Are there some going to uh, tagging off what Jason just said? Are there some buyer beware things that you can recommend out there as far as because I know you've got you have ratings, mm-hmm. and so the difference between you and the competitor competitor has the one they don't have any ratings you have a history mm-hmm. what are the kind of things that you know when you're going out to look for things that you might want to just kind of keep an eye on when you're looking at who the seller is that would kind of steer them into somebody that's going to have what they're offering versus well there's a picture what kind of uh, uh, advice could you give on that well just like anything if it's too good to be true mm-hmm. it's not cheap people are <clears throat> trouble so if you're going to be cheap, don't expect, um, I don't, I don't mean cheap like that, but you know what something's worth. Don't try to lowball somebody because that's kind of offensive. And then people like to play a little game. So they'll send you an offer and then you'll be like, no, I'm going to, everybody likes to go half. So if you have something up for 50 bucks, they're going to be like, I'll give you 25. They all, everybody normally starts with that. Well, you try to knock a little bit off. Let's say you do 40 and then they go to 15. They're like, really? We're going to play this game. Yeah. You know, so you have to worry kind of like their history. You you can look at their reviews um, and just their pictures. I mean, if you have one picture up there, that's questionable. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I don't like, but some people do, is they have fake pictures. Like they have like a magazine picture. It's mm-hmm. not the actual item. Mm-hmm. So oh, I'm a little leery of that. So, so that brings me to this. So I was doing some research before this podcast on eBay because I really don't know a whole lot about it, but I find it interesting. And it suggested that someone buys a car or truck through eBay every three minutes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's a powerful website. So evidently can you, the SEO, the search engine Engine optimization. Very good. Okay. So is there a way to, if you've got the exact same thing you're trying to sell, is there a way that you can maximize your product versus somebody else's? Does does he? You talked about a picture. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, how many pictures does eBay allow? If I were to sell a car, for example, pictures sell. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just don't. And, I, and it's crazy. You'll get pictures that are blurry, or they're, you know, there's just one side of it, and it's like, okay, come on. So it's just what you know. How many pictures does it? Can you take? Is there a limit? Um, that kind of stuff. That depends on the package that you buy first off to list a car. So I think you can get up to 12 at first for the minimum basis. Okay. And those 12, you know, for selling a car, 12 pictures aren't enough for a car. So you need to show natural light, every angle, every little flaw, even if you don't think anyone else can see it. If you have noticed that flaw, you need to list it. You need to point it out. Um, that's the only Thing really and then just have good ratings okay well we're going to take a quick moment here for our listening friends to t- uh, to go and subscribe to the show please check out our sponsor gd herring at gdherring.com for options on ensuring not only your classic car but your other collectibles again check them out at gdherring.com and now we're going to come back and ask you asking us about because if they're selling a car every three minutes that's a lot of undercoating for jason to try to sell these folks <laughs> right so is well, how easy or challenging is it, you know, that we don't know, to for Jason to say, hey, I want to sell all these people undercoating. What, what would he, what would be the steps for him to get in, get onto eBay and set up an account or just so he can sell his undercoating or widget? Um, 
So, so, so undercoating is a is a protection against the uh, undercarriage of the car. It's a rust prohibitor. Uh, it keeps salt and all that fun stuff from kicking up into the to the wheel wells and the 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 yeah. So anyhow, Jason really pushes that uh, at his dealership. Right, right. Actually, uh, kind of like the extended warranty. Uh, yeah, well, exactly. the extended warranties I actually believe in. It's the undercoating that's suspect. That's why they're, they're he doesn't charge for me. keys anymore. Yeah. So the suspect. Why do <laughs> you sell so it, much of you know, it? I just hey, it's I'm good at I it. Know. Right, <laughs> he's good. Go. He's got an honest so, face. Yeah, so it's it's right. so for for Jason to get on there and sell all this undercoating or widget. What 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 were the kind of how easy how long does it take for him to, to set himself up to sell his thing it's not 10 minutes maybe okay okay cool. yeah, maybe simple. 15 <laughs> <laughs> I well am i am impressed him. he busted out and actually knew what seo was so yeah, yeah. Uh, jason i am impressed well thank you i'm sure you've been studying that for I a have. while today so <laughs> google's great if it tells kudos you the truth, to right? you to be Thanks. on the spot i appreciate it yeah. thank uh, you and i'm glad you wrote that on your flashcard <laughs> that's right exactly exactly no, it's not it doesn't take long to set up you can do it on your computer you can do it on your phone it's easiest to do any kind of app on your phone technically if you're not computer savvy, mm -hmm. which, you know, everyone has their moments. But you, it's, you it's get okay. You can say it. I'm not the best either, but my husband's a computer guy, so he saves me. We're all looking at Jason. <laughs> all right. But you're, if you're not a professional photographer, if you, it's just easier. You can do it on your phone. These iPhones mm -hmm. are amazing now, and it just goes directly to the listing. So it, it really speeds things up. And then there's a whole other plan where you can do a bunch of drafts mm -hmm. and then list a little bit later as you need to. So it depends on how you want to, to, to go faster or mm -hmm. slower or have better pictures. So it just kind of depends on what you're trying to sell. Okay. It's, it's a, what I do is a little bit different probably than other people, but what I find is easy for me, mm -hmm. it goes faster. Um, I feel like I'm actually benefiting and doing something and I'm getting more accomplished. Very cool. And again, this is not an advertisement for eBay. We're talking about Anissa's experiences right. with her selling stuff. That's right. And again, YouTube channel? OneBusyRN. Go to our OneBusyRN.com. I wish we had eBay when I was a kid or we were kids. Don't throw away your toys. Uh, well. Right. Uh, you have any E-Man? I do not. <laughs> I have a, a shed full of Star Wars and Star Wars books. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, Star Wars is good back in the seventies, like Kenner and things like that. This is yeah, this is old school. This is seventies. Do they have their box? Do you have all that? No, I actually played with my he didn't stuff. Didn't have his clothes. <laughs> I, still, I still have the toy. I mean, all of Jason's Hot Wheels are over here on the wall right. with, uh, in their original case. Yep, that's right. So that's he's right. going to be like the forty-year-old virgin with all his things in the box. That's right. Yep, never take them out. That's where the the values are. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, as I when I was a kid, I get back to my story. Before I was bogarted. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, my aunt used to live over uh, just across the river in New Albany, and down the street was a, uh, a used car or car graveyard, junkyard, mm -hmm. if you will. And back then, uh, when I go over there, we go over there on Sunday for dinner. So I'd walk down the street and I'd walk through the uh, car lot for a while, and I would get emblems. Off the cars, hood ornaments. That's that the illegal? guy would just. Well, back then he just let me go. Oh, <laughs> I asked. You know, he walked. You know, he's like, "Help yourself." But I, I used to have shoe boxes filled with trim pieces, hood ornaments. You name it, I had it. 
Do you yeah. realize how much that would be worth today? I know. Today? That's what I'm thinking. I'd probably hundreds <laughs> right. of dollars. Uh, right. Probably a little more than that. But I probably had three or four shoe boxes filled with those. Again, yeah. this wasn't a, a I, car lot. This was a graveyard. It was a junkyard. It was a junkyard. I mean, it's Pretty like good. a pick yeah. apart in a junkyard. That but it was so right. Cool. I just right, right down the street, right on our corner, and what I happened? Could go in. What happened to all those? I don't know. Like I, mean, I said, I was probably 12, 13, 14 years old. Oh man, back in the day. Yeah, you know, I love cars. I love all that oh, stuff, man. and I, you know, it was awesome. But I have no idea what happened to them. Well, if you find them, let me know. I wish I. I've actually looked for them. <laughs> <laughs> They're not in my mom and dad's house, so I don't know where they would be. They probably got thrown away. So many things that right now we're th- sitting there thinking about of, I used to have. I mean, I, I used to have the hubcaps for uh, all the rabbits that I've had. Right. Back in a yeah. long time ago. I had the That's VW right. ornament before it was really cool right. from the Beastie Boys. There, there, yeah, there you go. You know, I could have been the originator on that. <laughs> That's right. I never knew it looked so stylish on right. a, a chain. Right. Well, that like, actually brings brings question. Uh, what what are you finding car related? Obviously, when you're going through the other day, you sent me the Dukes of Hazard set of just you know it had the General Lee, it had the Jeep that Daisy drove, it had Uncle Jesse's Dixie. Ford Dixie. That's right. Thank you. Um, and I think you even have a Come couple on. of the co- cop cars. What uh, even Boss Hogs uh, convertible Cadillac Ca- with the, with uh, the bull horns? Yeah, absolutely. Sweet. Yeah, I mean, what. Are there any other fun collectibles out there that are bringing a premium price so that when you are at the uh, Peddler's Mall and you're like, hey, I think I can get this to Anessa and she can sell it? Yeah. It seems like things that are from the 80s are big right now. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Dukes of Hazard, that's late 70s, I believe. Yep. Because I remember watching it. Yep. Um, that's big. Mid century, like the cool, obviously, Corvette, Stinger, you know, all that mm-hmm. is going to be perfect. Um, it just. There's no, to me, it doesn't seem like there's any time. Everyone likes what they like, regardless of when it is. Now, Mm -hmm. it depends on how much was made, how many things are available, just like cars. Mm -hmm. You know, if there's only three that were made, they're going to be more expensive. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, I've been after a Gremlin hood ornament. Okay. So it has the actual Gremlin on it. And the last I looked was on eBay. I did not see any. So I know that they're rare. So if you end up finding one, <laughs> let me know. But in the net, in that kind of case, I mean, that'd be something that you would want to set. I mean, if there if there's nothing else like it mm-hmm. out there, mm-hmm. then you would want to just, here's the buy now price. Is you that, set is the it, value, I guess. Yeah. You, if, how fast you need to turn it mm-hmm. if you don't if it's not bothering you and it's sitting in your display case and mm-hmm. you, every day you go oh i love that mm-hmm. then you can keep it as long as you want if you kind of like maybe it's it's worn off the nostalgia you know it's prime money right now and you want to sell it then you can do an auction at a higher price reserve now what it's kind of whatever you want to do um it's it's all individual which is so nice now you can set an alert on ebay's um, website so okay. if there's something that you're looking for like this gremlin mm-hmm. and if somebody lists it it'll automatically alert you. alert you of course okay. it's also going to alert everyone else that said it that's looking right. for it so exactly. then you can get a bidding war okay so that's how you can that's exciting mm-hmm. but then it also hurts your wallet yeah <laughs> that's because right. you get addicted you know you get attached right. to that right. which is fine though if it brings you joy yep. and you spent I don't know how much is a gremlin. How much is this going to cost? Exactly. Well, that's the golden question. I don't know. I'd say they're probably. I'd say they're probably 100, 150 bucks okay. just because of the rarity. Okay. Um, 
because that would be a fun fun little gizmo to have down in the the basement here for sure but so if you're if, but if you're addicted to, if <laughs> you're it, loving right. it, that it? Yep, that's it and you have this other guy that likes it or girl and mm-hmm. you start bidding are you going to be competitive do you want to lose that you finally found it mm-hmm. i mean how it depends on how bad you want it right. i guess right mm-hmm. yeah. point in case john's on ebay right now he's trying to find it and he's going to sell it to you for about 50 bucks more than what it's listed I, uh, what, is it on there <laughs> Uh, well, it's still pulling up, um, but no, I, I have keep that line. I have the little no, one. It's not there. It's not the. I don't think that's a hood ornament, but no. it's the thing. But that's forty five dollars. Yeah. So just well, and to go back, it's not on here, by the way. To there go is back no, to something that was going to help you sell your items, people like free shipping. So all your classic parts that mm-hmm. are easy to ship, if you can ship them fairly cheaply, that's a good point. Yep. You're gonna probably go um sell before someone who doesn't do shipping you know they charge you you for it Mm -hmm. now car parts are kind of weird they're kind of wonky they're Mm -hmm. not nice little packages in a box so there's another thing you have to figure out if it's going to be like this lovely little weaver headlight tester Mm -hmm. i can't package that up someone's gonna have to drive and get that it's gonna have to be local or they're gonna have to do freight like the shipping wars if you've ever watched that on tv okay which is also what they you have to worry about when you sell cars is Who's going to pick it up? How's it going to get to where it goes? Right. So right. That, those are all other options, too. So, so that's yeah. one thing you have to think about with classic cars. So when you go into selling anything on there, you also have got to figure out what's going to cost me to ship this. Because oh. mm-hmm. you want to cover that mm-hmm. shipping cost and whatever you're going to sell it for. So mm-hmm. that goes into your calculation on here's my minimum to mm-hmm. sell this item because it's going to cost me about $8 to, sh- to mail it. Mm. Eight's cheap. I was going to say, Things if you're are lucky. Heavy. Metal's heavy. Well, Paper's mm- heavy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so you got to figure out that with it. How do you figure that? Do you just go like the USPS.com and just enter a weight and dimension and just say what's a, a, approximately? or? Well, it helps to have the item. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a scale. I'm also, because I'm a power seller, I get discounts on my shipping. So if it costs, let's say, ten twenty five to mail something to California, because everyone in California buys things, or they buy them from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So East Coast, West Coast, but it costs a lot of money to ship. Um, left and right, east to west. You have I have a weigh it. I figured out what it is, and then I can get certain boxes and send it. If it's real heavy, like up to seventy pounds, will be flat rate shipping. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of have to play. You get used to it, and then you get burned a couple times. And you, but what I do is I weigh it, and they have to pay the calculated weight. Very cool. And real quick, and I'll get it back over here, Jason. There is a there is a tip that you gave on one of your YouTube videos where you said about packing supplies Mm -hmm. about bubble wrap Mm -hmm. and how you can get free bubble Mm -hmm. wrap Mm -hmm. please elaborate (laughs) this is you know when you when you think when you hear this you're gonna think oh duh and here you go right from the right from youtube is this gonna frustrate me because i probably spent about 300 dollars in bubble wrap oh you're moved just inhale and exhale Well, maybe not for moving, but... Mm-hmm. So where do I start with this? Okay. Um, if you're a small business, which I guess I'm a small business, but I'm not Amazon. I don't have tons of money going out for packaging. Well, if your item doesn't get there in one piece, then you have to pay for it. You ha- you're going to lose money on that. So and people want their items. Let's say this gremlin that Jason has finally found. You know, if it arrives and it's just in a poly bag and it gets all dinged up, it's not worth what he wanted. So then you have trouble. Well, the post office has free cardboard boxes. They have free um, envelopes, so they're padded. So they're like bubble wrap. So 
as long as you're not sending something priority outside because it does say priority on it you just shape them and tape them to whatever you want you just turn it inside out so and they're free and they deliver them to your house interesting there's a really cool video where she's packed up a video game system Mm -hmm. and all the delicate components are all in these bubble bags (laughs) brilliant it was free because I received the game broken with one little strip of like Kleenex bubble wrap and it was all broken. Mm-hmm. So because then that kind of, yeah. So anyway, it's free. I do so folks, that. hit up your local post office for the free <laughs> padded envelope. And they'll mail it to you. They'll deliver it to your front door. There you go. There you go. Here's a question for you. And you probably, you haven't sold a car on eBay. You mostly do just the parts, right? I'm still waiting for that car. Uh, we'll, we'll find one. But I do have a question, though. They do offer a financing. Yes. Uh, 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 maybe eBay doesn't do the financing, but they offer a service. Are you familiar with that at all? or When you list, it's also with the payment because there's different categories. So when you list it, you can put that link to it. Okay. And then you can go in and it will ask you very simple questions, mm-hmm. um, in, which I did not put in today. Mm-hmm. I got you. Yeah. No. <laughs> but I did look it up and you okay. can't, it'll just ask you this normal questions, you okay. know, your name, your, how much you're financing, and then it will go to other um, lending sources. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then gotcha. I don't know how many people, I don't know how they decide who gets to do it. Gotcha. Okay. All right. And I don't know what that costs. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there's a service fee for that if I had to take a guess, but then again, I don't know. Well, yeah. I, I bet eBay, I bet it's free, and I bet they kick eBay, mm-hmm. like they might pay eBay a percentage. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not for sure. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm still kind of amazed that they sell, with three cars every, That's, or a car yeah. every three minutes, you mm-hmm. said? Yep, a car, truck every three minutes. Yep. That's crazy, That's, on eBay. Yeah. I'd, I'd be scared to death to buy a car off eBay just by looking at pictures. Well, you can do an inspection. So you can send um, a request. Obviously, hopefully you're going to look at the reviews and you're going to see that they only sell classic cars and they sell here and you're looking at, it's kind of like BRBO. Sure, yeah, I'm sure there's some legitimate people that do that. But, yes. you know, but there's also some Tom, Dick and Harry trying to sell grandma's car, you know. Right. And, and, that's, and that's where this initiative comes through with the GD Herring thing is mm-hmm. that, you know, I've been fortunate to be asked to, hey, go check this car out for me, mm-hmm. you know, and then we'll go out there and we'll turn it on. We'll drive it. We'll see that it shifts as it should and check the fluid levels and check the tire integrity. And so, yeah, so there's a lot of um, a lot of people actually who want to get a personal opinion through a pre-purchase inspection mm-hmm. uh, and or appraisal because they just want to make sure that, okay, if this is what they're asking, especially on high-ticket items such as cars, um, they're going to want to make sure that it's, okay, that sounds like this car's worth it or, oh, well. It is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. There's, a, I think it's $99, and they will, you uh, sign up for that. They send someone to your house and they do an appraisal. Now, here's the other thing. What if they say it's immaculate? And it's this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. But the price is too good to be true. And you're like, oh, my gosh, the pictures look great. And is it really that car? Right. Yeah. So that's what you have to play. But you're also protected. eBay protects you up to $100,000 with a certain program that they have. Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't okay. Know, I, that's well, I didn't know if you get, like, penalized. Say you, you bid on this car. Mm-hmm. You bought this car. And then when you go check it out, it's like you said, it's not as described. Mm-hmm. You know, are you penalized as a buyer? When you for backing out of the the bid since you won the bid, but then again it wasn't exactly what 
then you're okay. as described. Then you're okay. Now, obviously, you have to have pictures and you have to speak to someone on eBay and figure out what. But there's um, people you can decide to do a deposit, only 10%, 25%. Um, that guarantees that if you say you do buy it, but I can't get there from Washington State, well, you've not lost any money as a seller. But eBay does protect you if things are not as they seem. And there's a whole list on their website where it will tell you what it will cover and what it will not cover. And it's up to $100,000. And that's good peace of mind, really. Well, I mean, I, yeah. Yeah, I could maybe consider, be persuaded if there's like that 10% deposit mm-hmm. in an escrow. That way, you're not giving that money directly to that seller, or yeah, to the seller, mm-hmm. and then you back out of the deal, and they say, "Well, you your deposit's non-refundable." Mm-hmm. So if it's in in an intermediary, but you back out because it's not as advertised as different than backing out because I couldn't get there to get it. You're going right. to lose your deposit. Yeah, okay. well, that that makes sense. Absolutely, mm-hmm. gotcha. One busy RN YouTube channel. Go there, get a lot more tips from Vanessa. She's local. Check it out. Buy local. Check it out. Go there now. After you uh, subscribe, like, and give us a rating and a comment on this podcast, and you check out gdherring.com, and you're going to go to YouTube and check out One Busy RN. Yep. Check it out. That's right. And, Anessa, thank you for joining us. Well, it's been you. a great conversation here tonight, so thank you. It's it been fun. Yep. Thanks again for coming by. I enjoyed it. Thank you. All right.